This Blitz podcast is brought to you by Bravado Wireless. Available online at bravadowireless.com. This is Ryan Aber from the Daily Oklahoman. Ryan, we heard the news yesterday about Danny Stutzman. Are you hearing of any other opt-outs right now? Yeah, not uh, not right now, but there's certainly going to be some more coming. You would anticipate somebody like Tyler Guyton. Uh, declaring for the NFL draft, and uh, it's not going to surprise me if he ultimately doesn't play in the bowl game. Of course, he's sort of been replaced as a starter anyway up there, but uh, there's no doubt going to be some more of those coming. uh, Danny Sussman's announcement was just, uh, you know, the the first shot uh, as far as that goes. Now, what about Dylan Gabriel? We, we, we heard him say that he was still trying to work with Britton Middlebos about whether or not he might try to play, but we're also hearing he's visiting Oregon yesterday. A, what are you hearing? And B, do you think he ought to play at this point? Yeah, I, I think it sounds like Oregon's the most likely uh, landing spot for him, both as far as the on-field fit and certainly the NIL package that he's going to need to transfer anywhere, you know, I wasn't really surprised by Dylan Gabriel's announcement that he was going to transfer. I think a lot of us uh, that uh, are around the program thought it was coming, something like that. Early in the year, the talk was always that he was going to make the leap to the NFL, but the realities of the NIL and with the success he had makes him more valuable staying in college for another year. While at OU, the plan was always for him to hang around this year mentor Jackson Arnold and uh, get Jackson Arnold ready to take over next season. So not a big surprise there, but I would be surprised if he ultimately plays in the bowl game. I think one, a lot of those players uh, are are encouraged to move on after they uh, make that decision to opt out. But also I think it's really valuable for Jackson Arnold to get that experience the whole month, not just the bowl game itself, but the whole month being the number one guy and uh, then then in the bowl game. So I think it wouldn't surprise me if Dylan Gabriel winds up being around for it, uh, but uh, I think Jackson Arnold's ultimately going to be the Sooners quarterback uh, down in San Antonio. Yeah, I wondered if something along the lines of, all right, you know, because you know, this is really unusual to have a guy say he's going to go somewhere else and then to say, yeah, you're still welcome in our program, but he's a different guy. And I, I mean, you can say that, almost, I guess, about almost anybody, but I could actually see it with him. I wondered, okay, would he roll out there and maybe play a series and then, you know, kind of officially turn the ball over or whatever to Jackson Arnold from there. I don't know if that has any validity or not, but I, like you, I can kind of see him being around the situation. I'd just be fascinated if he actually played any. Yeah, I, I think there's a possibility of something like that where it'd be a, a series, just sort of a, uh, you know, passing of the torch moment uh, for him. Let, uh, let Sooner fans give him that one last moment. Uh, out there as he uh, feeds the the starting quarterback role to Jackson Arnold. So that wouldn't necessarily uh, surprise me because Jackson Arnold, Dylan Gabriel is a different guy. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, certainly the connection to the program, the the connection to uh, Brent Venables and the importance uh, to what Brent Venables has built on the offensive side. I think Dylan Gabriel, it's hard to, you know, overstate uh how how big he was to that transition there as they went from Lincoln Riley to Jeff Levy's system and obviously now to Seth Luttrell. So um it, it's not gonna surprise me if they have that moment, but 
I think uh, certainly anticipate Jackson Arnold playing the majority of the snaps against Arizona. We're talking to our OU insider, Ryan Aber from the Daily Oklahoman here on the Blitz 1170. Rick Corey along with Bryce Hulse. All right, you say it doesn't surprise you that Dylan Gabriel entered the portal. I got to tell you, it did me. Now, when they first said, you know, oh, he's going to go with Levy, I thought that's crazy. Why go get beat up in the same league you'd be better at if you stayed at Oklahoma? So my question is, does he believe he needs it for NIL? Does he believe he needs it for development to the next level? Is there something he doesn't feel like he's getting at Oklahoma? Why the portal? No, I, I think it's just because that's been all the pl- the plan all along was uh, for for Dylan Gabriel to mentor Jackson Arnold for one year, and then you you make that uh, that step uh, for him, and, and Jackson Arnold takes over. I think it's more about uh, the plan a year ago than uh, the reality right now. But you know, I, I think short term certainly would OU be better off with Dylan Gabriel's quarterback. I don't think there's any question about that. He was fantastic uh, this year, the leadership, all of that. The problem is if he doesn't leave, then there's a good chance Jackson Arnold leaves, and then after that, <laughs> you're you're left scrambling. So. Uh, you know, for the for the overall health of the program, I think it's better for Dylan Gabriel to go uh, find a, a place to play, and uh, there's no doubt he can play at a really high level, uh, especially for a place like Oregon. I think it gets him a little bit closer to to family, and and they're able to to get to his games a little bit easier if he winds up on the West Coast. You know, I talked to his mom about that a little bit uh, midway through the season, and. Uh, she talked about how difficult it was, which to me is why Mississippi State doesn't make nearly as much sense. No. Uh, but for OU, it allows them to keep Jackson Arnold, develop him into the quarterback that they expect him to be, and uh, you know be set up for a few years down the line rather than having to scramble after next season. Yeah, I, I, I kind of wonder the same thing. If you'd like to ask a question of Ryan, or pardon me, of uh, <laughs> of our OU Insider, you can at 918-262-5072. It's Ryan Aber, our OU Insider here on the Blitz. Bryce? Yeah, Ryan, I wanted to ask about basketball. Uh, JVL McCollum, 19 points against Providence. Kim English, the Providence coach, said he r- reminds him a lot of uh, AI. Uh, Allen Iverson and I think that he's a lot like Shagel just Alexander with the space that he's able to create offensively uh, before he gets up his shots what can you say about the impact that he's had on OU's role so far this season and and who does he remind you of specifically yeah you know I I see both of those things but uh, SGA seeing him uh, day in and day out I think that that uh, rings true to me well I loved Allen Iverson back in the day and what he was able to do but uh, McCollum makes this thing go and, and the way that they're able to create uh, offense with their defense and, and get up and down the floor. It's an exciting brand of basketball. You know, you wondered uh, what this team would look like with all the transfers, but they've been uh, fantastic. One of the best uh, shooting teams in the game, but also one of the best uh, defenders, you know, top 25 and uh a field goal percentage allowed to just 38% teams are shooting against them. And, uh, you know, they've been, been really, really good. I was really impressed with that win the other day against Providence. They were a team that was really surging and to be able to, to do what they did, especially after uh, letting that lead slip away early and, and falling behind in the second half. And then just to completely take control was uh, very impressive, but, uh, but column, 
made that thing go, not only with uh, the 19 points that you mentioned, but the rebounding. They re- out-rebounded Providence by 17, 40-23, and were just able to uh, the, you know turn up the pressure defensively and uh, create – uh, again, create offense with their defense. You know, you know, the other thing is that I saw several tweets from the game the other night was how energized Lloyd Noble Center was and people just talking about how they were just amazed. Because normally, and you know this, Ryan, I mean, there was many years Sherry Cole's team outdrew the, the men's team down there. And so the LNC became kind of a quiet spot. And suddenly it looks like the, the students are back into it. Is that Porter? Is that winning? Is it a combination? What is it? I think it's a combination of both, but I think Porter Mosier has certainly made a uh, concerted effort to uh, get the students out and, and really connect with them. I think that uh, that game that they played last week at McCaslin Fieldhouse with the students-only crowd uh, certainly helped in that regard, and not just for the atmosphere that night, but helping uh, energize the student section uh, moving forward. You know, they've had moments over the last decade or so where they've the student section has really got into it but it's usually not until big 12 play begins and you get you know teams like iowa state and and kansas and oklahoma state and uh, texas around Uh, but to do it on a you know a december night against providence was saying a lot and uh, i I think a lot of that credit goes to porter moser and and the job that he's done and uh, really trying to find ways to connect to the students. Dude's a ball of energy, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Uh, no doubt about it. And, you know, that's what we had seen from Loyola. It had been uh, a little bit difficult uh, for, for him to get that going over the last couple seasons. But, you know, now that he's got some guys in place who want to play the way that he wants to play, and then uh, just it, it seems like a lot of those guys have worked out this year where, uh, the last couple of years, some of those transfers that he brought in didn't quite work out the way that he anticipated. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a it's a fun product, and you know, I, I think uh, certainly uh, the most fun OU team to watch since uh, the Trey Young year, mm-hmm. and uh, perhaps even beyond that. Yeah, oh, the, oh, not, the, that's true. Yeah, I mean, they they have uh, certainly brought some up and down. There's no doubt about that. One other thing from basketball before you go, go back to football, before we close out. Closing moments here with Ryan Aber, our OU insider here from the uh, Daily Oklahoma, and we'll find out what he's writing today as well. You, know, you mentioned he put it all together. We see a lot of guys and ladies too, I mean, men, women, sports, whatever, going to the portal. And they're going to the portal to try to put pieces together. Porter really kind of essentially put everything together in a year. Did he kind of write the book on how to do this right? Do you think he might have caught a little lightning in a bottle with everybody kind of meshing together? Or is there some kind of brilliant mad scientist thing going on here? Well, I think certainly there's a method to it. You know, you've got to find guys who can play not only your system, but together when you're bringing in the amount of guys that he's brought in and, you know, sometimes the, the chemistry issue can uh, not work for reasons that uh, you really can't anticipate uh, moving in. I, I think maybe he had a little bit of that the first couple of years. But, you know, this year I think everything has clicked together. And it's partly because he did a good job of identifying the right players uh, to, to bring in that fit in with his system and with each other. But I, I think part of it is just sort of, uh, you know, I don't know if luck's the right word, but 
you know, the, the chemistry side of things just uh, falling into place and, and working out well. There's no doubt that they've done that. You know, McCollum's been great. They've had, uh, you know, some of those other ones. Uh, Jalen Moore has been really good at times. Um, and, and, and a couple of their other guys that uh, just fit in well with each other. And then, uh, you know, you add that to the growth of a guy like Otega Owe. Uh, you know, Sam Godwin's been really good uh, this year. Uh, you know, had a really good game the other day after missing one toward illness. And, uh, you know, it's just just worked out perfectly for them so far. But uh, Big 12 play is going to be really interesting because I was just looking at the rankings and you see, uh, you know, Kansas and Houston right there at 2-3. Baylor, this is a really good league yeah. uh, this year. And, I mean, heck, even looking toward the future, obviously OU won't be a part of it, but uh, you've got number one Arizona there uh, looming uh, at the top uh, as well. So it's only going to get better uh, next season as you add some of those other programs. Last thing as we move on is, uh, is about the uh, Alamo Bowl. You know, with, with opt-outs, we're going to have that. Whether or not Dylan Gabriel plays could be potentially a first start in an entire game for Jackson Arnold. It, it almost to me becomes like an extension of spring ball. <laughs> I mean, they, the games, bowl games don't have the feeling to me they used to have. It was a special thing, and it still is. You get a chance to go. But they, to me, are a lot more about mixing guys in and out. Some guys will play, some won't. And almost piecemealed. You know, we had this Bob Stoops coaching down there, who, by the way, is still the only guy to win a bowl game with Caleb Williams as a starting quarterback, uh, and, and that kind of thing. Is that where we are with bowl games? And do you expe- how do you expect this game to go for Oklahoma? Yeah, I think uh, there's there's no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, it's a development tool for the future, not only for that month of practice that has sort of always been used as a development tool, but the games are much more about development now than they were uh, even a few years ago. I, I think, you know, it's hard to say how the bowl game is going to play out because I think Arizona is really energized about being in uh, not only being in that bowl in particular, but being in a bowl period, mm-hmm. you know, they don't have any guys on their roster that have played in a bowl for Arizona. And uh, it's a big deal for them. I think they're going to deal with a little bit less of the, the opt-outs and things like that because of that. Uh, but, uh, you know, you never know how guys are going to react. If uh, the uh, turning over of the roster can inject a little bit of a uh, little bit of energy into a team you know i think we saw that last year at the cheese it bowl with some of those young guys that were able to play uh, you know gavin Sacha being one of them uh jacob sexton another even though he got hurt early in that game i, I think uh, those guys added a little bit of extra oomph to the game uh for the sooners and, and helped them uh, hang tight in that game and i think you could see that with some guys not only jackson arnold but uh some guys beyond that uh, in this one as well, but uh, you know it's it's going to be interesting to see what that roster ultimately looks like uh, for the Alamo Bowl. So, what are you writing for the Oklahoma today? Yeah, um, uh, you know, one we'll get a chance to talk to Brent Venables today uh, for the first time since uh, the Alamo Bowl announcement and a lot of these things. So, uh, you know, I imagine that uh, the big storyline is going to be what he says about the, the quarterback situation and some of the, the opt-out news. So that's uh, the main thing. And then, uh, you know, writing a little bit about women's basketball and, and uh, them 
bouncing back from their couple losses and, and trying to turn a corner. They've got a U- tough UNLV team uh, coming up uh, this week and also starting to work on a, a big Drake Stoop story for uh, a little bit later this month uh, that I did some collecting on uh, on Monday up in Arkansas at the Burlesworth uh, Trophy uh, Ceremony where uh, Drake Stoops narrowly missed out on that award. Yeah. Well, deserving of anything he gets, there's no doubt about that. Ryan, thanks very much. We always appreciate your visit. <laughs> One thing we can't say is college football is pretty interesting nowadays. We're called college athletics overall, huh? Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. There's always uh, always something interesting to talk about. I mean, you, heck, you think about what happened just in the NCAA yesterday mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, every, all the news that's uh, coming out there, the, the looking forward to a, a different model. And it's it's always something something different popping up uh, in, in college athletics, for sure. No doubt about that. That's Ryan Aber. He is our OU insider, and you'll be able to find him at the Daily Oklahoma. Thanks, Ryan. 754 here on the Blitz 1170. Bryce Olson, Rick Corey. Thank you for listening to this exclusive Blitz 1170 podcast from Bravado Wireless.